Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42. It is our Yay. best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the Freud we want. Wow. Sigmund Freud. S- Sigmund Freud, what would he Father say about? Father of modern psychoanalysis. Huh? What would he also, say about gay people? What would he, uh, he got a lot to say about gay people. All, all wrong. Uh. Uh, it's like never love the mother enough, la, mm. or the mother love too much, oh, la, no. that are too attached to the mother, la, that angry the father this one is anyhow theory leh. anyhow theory any, hey, any theory also don't can don't say leh. there's entire chapters of literary criticism that are built on Freudian psychoanalysis sure okay. but a, a theory that says oh uh, you are gay because your mother never loved you enough or no, your mother loves you too much I is am fail obviously not doing Freud <laughs> any justice that is not at all how Freud was talking about homosexuality yeah, I forget actually what he said about it I think anal fixation uh, <laughs> stuck in the anal phase uh, stuck in the anal oh, f- I got different phase on right uh, or maybe like very young light fingers. Oh, maybe. I don't huh? know. Maybe Anyways, huh? how are you this week, Kishan? Oh, I'm okay lah. Mm. I'm just surviving. Surviving. As usual. Happy Teachers Day, belatedly. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks. And to all the teachers listening, happy Teachers happy Day Happy Teachers to you. Day to mm. you too. Did you enjoy your Teachers Day this year? I hope so. I hope all you did was spend it horizontally. Because mm. I spent the September holidays just being horizontal for 48 hours. Very it good. It was... Glorious mm. Glorious mm. Oh. Do your students do anything cute for you this year? Yeah lah They always give like cute cute presents ah. I mean it's re- very sweet But I never know what to do with confectionery Every time they give me chocolates and muffins right mm. There's so many And now they're just like like in my house And I don't eat a no, lot of them Obviously you're supposed to throw it away no, I, don't, I, I don't know what to say to you so, to <laughs> so what I do is that Sometimes I give it to the neighbour mm. I got the, the, the kids right So mm. like, oh would you like some chocolate Would you like mm. some confectionery I give my nephews lah mm. I just pass it along Because mm. I, I don't have a sweet tooth mm. So every time they give you I go like, oh, that's very sweet. Thank you so much. But I, the thing that I keep and I've kept for 10 years of teaching, it, I have this bag full of cards. I oh. think I mentioned before. I literally thought you were going to say bag full of money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have this bag full of cards. Aww. So whatever, wherever they've written something, I will tear it out. I'll put it into the bag. And every time I feel like sh- I'm having a shitty day, I'll just look into the bag and I'll pick something out and I'll just read. That is so sweet. Yeah, yeah. It really does that lift your so mood. That is so sweet. So I have 10 years worth of like things. Aww. Which is great. Yeah, which is lovely. Boys, you hearing? And, uh, no. He got to keep your cards left. Yeah, got, got, got. I, I keep every ask if like, like your students went up to you and hug you and say, Mr. Kishin, we're so glad the podcast is back. <laughs> so sorry one of our parents complained about you. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know who it was. But you know, when we find out, we will go and tarot the boys. Yeah. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't boys don't do that. We we do not practice vengeance. No, no. You know, we do not we don't we do not endorse no doxing. It. We do not endorse doxing or cyberbullying of, of any sort. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but we do believe in stigmatizing conservative beliefs. No, I can't <laughs> say that! Ah, I'm joking, JK JK. JK JK. How are you, Joel? How, How you? am I? Um I'm okay. You know, yeah. I went for therapy for the first time on Monday. Oh my god, momentous. Momentous indeed. Very wow. expensive. Very oh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, hear, I hear it can be. Uh, oh no, it was expensive. Expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah, when I saw how much it cost, I was just like, why, why is it so expensive? Can I, I get like uh, rebates? Uh? From where? SkillsFuture. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, where will I get the rebates? I don't from? like Medisave, Medidis, Medidat, Medidis. I don't know. You're asking okay. the wrong person. I see, I see. I, I, don't, see. Even, I don't even know if I have any but, money but, in my head. Was the experience good? I would say so. Yeah, okay. I would say so. That's it's a like good if thing. it's kind of like this, but. <laughs> 
It's kind of like this, but a lot more neutral. Ah. Yeah, so in a way, I found myself being able to say things more, things more honestly than I do even to you No, no, in that's private. fine. And I yeah. think, well, I'm, I'm glad you're going anyway and mm. getting whatever perspective that you need, you mm, know. Correct, so good correct. for you, sis. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Grow thanks, flat. Thanks. Mm. Um, and now I'm just going to ring the housekeeping bell. Since, wow. yeah, we, have, like, we have a lot of housekeeping. Yeah, eh. We have a lot of housekeeping. This place is very dirty. Hello, housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Okay, so it has come to our attention, hasn't mm. it, Kishin? Yeah. That, uh, our second anniversary yeah. went by went by without us noticing without a whimper barely a whimper not, yeah. a, not a not a fart or a yeah. quiff not, nothing <laughs> not a pip or a squeak yeah. from any of our Truly followers nothing. I and mean I, to be fair we also forgot yeah we yeah. forgot like, I, I think I think our anniversary falls on a May somewhere situation. Yeah. and I think actually that was when we and no, the, the, we, the last season Yeah and also yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, Drama was starting ah, to ensue correct, correct. Ah, Drama was drama starting was to, beginning to ensue to ah, So in like, some ways We did celebrate our second year lah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Is it technically infanticide To kill a two year old podcast? Oh I girl, think so that, yeah. that's a question Someone, that, someone yeah. did try to kill yeah. A two year old podcast It's a, it's a question that remains Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. All these pro-life people Have to think oh. <laughs> very seriously About what they did Truly, yeah, yeah. truly. Anyway happy second anniversary Happy belated. second anniversary I feel like maybe We will do a belated Second anniversary Anniversary special, maybe maybe two yeah. and a half. Ah, but today 2. is uh, two point five. Yeah, today 2. is 5. today is not that. Episode. Today is no mm. la, no. no. Yeah, but Dial. are you ready to get on with today's episode, Kishan? Yes, finally. Okay, <laughs> let's go. All right, it's time for the first segment of the day. Are you home, Shirley? It's the segment in which we discuss an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us very often. Both. And what do we have for the chopping block today? Today we're going to talk about gay aging. It comes for us all. Well, on, yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. Well, I know that there's been a lot of gay content on the podcast lately. Eh? But I also, dear listeners, I hope to uh you get to have your understanding and patience. You backlog, know, uh, backlog. Uh, there's a lot of backlog we're trying to clear. You know Truly why? Le. Because for two years, right, on this stupid podcast, two years, Kishan, I have been trying to pretend that Kishan is straight. Correct. Okay. But and now, so that is two years of like intense yeah. gay backlog that we need but to clear. But now the cat is out. The, the cat back, is back, out back, of back. the. Back. Ah, see, mm, she's out. She's, she's proud, out. and we have to talk about it. We have to include her. <laughs> we have to include. We me. have to reintegrate Kishan. <laughs> we have to reintegrate Kishan. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah. function. I'm so sorry. T42 has momentarily become Singapore's next gay, gay podcast. I don't know sorry, sorry. sorry. Anyway, the SG boys are on break now, right? Yeah, I, don't know, I guess someone has to fill these. Are they on break? I think so. Okay. Yeah, they're on season break, right? Uh, we, we step uh, in, we step someone in. Someone has to step in. Uh, don't step worry, in. sisters. We yeah. got this. Mm, so today <laughs> we're talking about um, growing older, right? As gay a gay. Growing older as a gay in Singapore. Actually, are we that old? We're not. To talk about gay aging. Well, who are we? We, you see, that's <laughs> the thing. It has been it has been brought to my attention. Has it? It has been brought to my attention. By our la. Yeah, by <laughs> Zarina, a, a good friend of mine, yeah. collaborator and frequent listener of the podcast. Hi, Hi Zarina! Zarina. Who, ta- who teaches at LaSalle, right? She teaches um, the diploma and the degree program at LaSalle. Mm. She tells me that the little baby queers, baby queers who are in their like late teens and early 20s who are under her wing, they all think that anybody above the age of 30 is a queer elder. Above queer the age of 30, 30 is a queer, queer elder. elder what? Queer in the and actually, if you spend enough time on Twitter, like I used to do, right? Yeah. The youngs really describe people That's who have been uh, above thirty as elders. That's very, very frightening. Yeah. So you are elder, you know. I'm an elder. Yeah. I mean, we also call ourselves elder millennials. I mean, we la. are actually elder millennials. Yeah. Geriatric millennials. But to think that, like, 
the twenties and the eighteen, the nineteen, twenty year old queer babies actually think that we are elder uh. is a bit. Frightening. I mean, I will push back on that by saying, okay, if we are elders, then they're embryonic, lah. You know what yeah. I think, but you know what I find it very hard to believe because gay people are very stunted in their development arrested a little bit, development, right? right? Yeah, yeah, arrested development, and so I, I, I also feel a little bit kid-like all the time. Correct. So I, I find this very difficult to swallow. Well, I mean, you can sort of understand it because I think like things move at such a quick pace nowadays. Of course. Right? Change yeah. happens so quickly. Crazy. Things become so outdated so quickly. It's nuts. It's nuts, right, that I can understand that the the, the, the sense yeah. of aging the also psychological is accelerated. Feeling, yeah, yeah, it's accelerated. Aging. It's like Goodness. even between me and like a 20-something, right, they're already laughing at like how millennial I am. What? And like a lot of the content on the internet now, right, is basically about like millennial becoming like grannies you what? know I have seen like, oh my I have God. seen so much content pe- uh, making fun of things like classic millennial hashtags like Girl. hashtag adulting Girl, <gasps> I'm embarrassed. I have to say, <laughs> millennials are fucking embarrassing. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm sorry to throw the whole generation under the bus. Please, we, we, please, can, please. we can be fucking embarrassing. Can we? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind being a millennial, to be honest. No, I, I don't mind being a millennial <laughs> because, like, that's all I've ever known. But Correct. can I just remind you of, like, shit we used to do? Like, um, do you remember jump shots? Oh my. <laughs> Do you remember how much effort we used to put into taking jump shots? I totally remember jump shots. That is so humiliating. That is awful. It's so embarrassing. Are we being made fun of that be- now? No, I think they don't know. Oh. Ayah, I don't Ayah, know why I picked up Yeah, They didn't know and now they're, now they're all just going to go and like... They're going to yeah. Google jump shots and yeah. they're going to roll their eyes. Like the two Gen Z listeners we have are just going to like... <laughs> go and like... Google millennial jump shot. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we were talking about um the growing old uh, as a gay as a gay and the specific gay manifestation of this like growing old thing. Yeah, in your thirties. Yeah, I mean, I think for you it's interesting because yeah. you have recently taken advantage of your state-given um thirty-five-year-old privilege yes. to buy your own house. Exactly. And you've recently moved in as a newly gay single. As a newly gay single. Mm, so what's that been like for you? I don't know. It's been it's been very. I I, I guess it's been very interesting because. There are, I mean, we talked about this, right? The heteronormative life in Singapore all got like different pit stop one. You know, you mm. marry, have children, mm. buy a house. And me buying a house seems like I've 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 sort of like intersected a bit with this with this uh, heteronormative life. As I've, in I've, chuck in, is it? Yeah, not like, oh, like as flow flow into it. Like float into it a little ah. bit. Or, or maybe not even into it, like hit in passing, like mm. two lines intersect a little bit like that, you know? Yes. So 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 it's like it, it, it is interesting. It is nice. It feels a little bit more adult, mm. whatever that means. <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. Yeah, it, it does. It does feel nice. But when I think about getting older uh, as a gay person in Singapore, I think about and, and then having a house. I I also think about like other things that come along with it, like a partner, mm. like uh, stability, finances. Mm. So all these. Awfully boring adulting things. When you say in. when you say think about it, as in these become priorities for you. Is yeah, it? Uh, they start to bubble up to the surface more so than before, lah. Right. And the house kind of did it for me because now suddenly on your own, you right. know, you know what I mean. You uh-huh. have to take care about uh, uh, more things for yourself, and so, so all the finances, all these, all these things start to bubble up a little so, bit more. So, so you're than you're saying else. that it would be nice now to have a partner who could shoulder some of that burden with you. That. Too, but more of the emotional thing like oh we're gonna go through this next stage of our life together it'll be nice to have a partner yeah really girl I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about not at all this is the like I think like I literally don't understand what you're saying why yeah it's just so, that's so bizarre to but me but it's so alien to me this concept why, like? of like 
wanting that kind of... But it's wanting companionship, right? Yeah, but in the context of like material things like having a house and finances and no, stuff. No, it's just that having a house sort of put you in that in that perspective like, oh, this is... this is, Now I have a place. I, I can have fun on my yeah. own and everything. I, I can live on my own. I can do whatever I want on my own, right? But there's always this feel, feeling of like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if this place was shared with, with someone else? Oh. You know? And wouldn't that be lovely? And, and by extension, it's not just the place, but the memories that that place can create memories yeah okay I think this is where it's apparent that we are actually two very different people you don't see yeah me. like I really just feel I'm like very sentimental total aversion to any of that wow like, I, I just think like I'm very free spirited in comparison sure and, like I I'm very nervous about that kind of structure right and like I do everything in my power to kind of like rebel against it okay but then like um, tantamount it's tantamount to basically me at the age of 35 still staying in my parents' flat. La. Right. So, right, like, right. you know, I'm not unaware of that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I'm, I'm not saying that I'm yearning 100% for a relationship. I must get into a mm. relationship now. It's just that these thoughts bubble up to the surface sometimes. Sure. You know, they're just there. I mean, I've obviously been thinking about this a lot in relation to, you know, the POG censoring, whatever, right? But also the fact that, like, there seems to be, there's unlikely to be any movement on, like, housing policy, for example. Sure, so, like, actually, exactly. what are the implications of, like, queers not being able to buy housing until the age of 35 right mm. like even if they're a couple like what, what are the implications of that I, I don't know I feel like it I wonder if like all this anxiety about stability that you're naming mm. right all this anxiety about stability that's inherent to being queer in Singapore right. makes queers seek that kind of stability quite early in life because right. like, I'm thinking about how right people were having these conversations like I, I know like young gays who were having this conversation when they were like when we were at uni they were already thinking about things like so they were like oh yeah I'm looking yeah. for a partner primary okay yeah obviously because like I want intimacy and want affection and I want to be in a relationship but then there was also these very practical considerations about like oh okay we're gonna get a house together we're gonna like right. you know so it's like um I feel like people were sort of like forced to start making these very like um, adult decisions very at a relatively la. early yeah. age. And that's why like all these gay couples like started shacking up together or serious? like getting together, at least getting together. Like every, all my friends got oh. together in their 20s, yourself included. Yeah. Right? You all got together in it's your true. early, early yeah. to mid 20s. Right? I did. Yeah. I did, and, yeah. I, a phenom- and I've always just kind of coasted along as a kind of miserable single, right? Right, right, right. And then now I'm beginning to, to realize that I'm beginning to wonder how much of that it was conditioned by these structural uh, factors. You know Definitely. What I mean? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, there's this need to want to almost fulfill this heterosexual sort of fantasy. Or, to, or because you know that life in Singapore, if you're queer, is already going to be so unstable. Yeah. And so you're so untethered. You try and find Stability. someone to weather that yeah. with ASAP, yeah. right? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That, that. that is true. Yeah. And yeah, mm. As it relates to aging though, what I'm beginning to notice now is that all of these couples who got together in their 20s are all... Starting to fray at the edge, really. No, it's true, it's true. Ah, yeah. Like suddenly everyone Not op- all ah, no all open <laughs> la polyamorous la cheat la all coming all but come out already. Where you see fraying, mm. I see it as redefining how relationships should be. What? Right? Let's yeah, not yeah. let's not call no, it fraying. So I, I think like obviously all relationships will like as you know the longer you stay in them will obviously start to evolve. Yeah, right? and exactly then, like, that. I, I've I, I've also noticed like now at the age of thirty five is when all these couples who've been together for like nine ten years since they were in their twenties right have, a lot of them are coming up against the the realization that oh actually 
this is no longer working. Yeah. So I've seen, you know, uh, at this age, I'm going to see a lot of like these very long-term couples start to break apart. Yeah. They either they either double down or they break apart at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I am entering my home record era. <laughs> I think I need I need to announce this on the podcast, right? I am now entering my home. Give people warning. Give people warning. Give me all warning. Hey, y'all better shut your windows, you all, lock your doors. Y'all uh. have been pitying me for many years. Say, oh, Joe is so wonderful, but he's so single. Why are you putting her? No, I've been biding my time. Oh. I've been biding my time. I'm, been, I'm slowly watching all of you. <laughs> I'm seeing the edges fray. I'm just mm. waiting for the opportunity to soup in. Wow, so calculated. Eh. Soup in and take. Soup, uh, soup, soup. Not me sliding into the DMs going like, oh, how are you and your boyfriend? <laughs> oh, communication issues. Uh. Oh, so what are you looking for now? Wow. Yeah. Mm. You see, like, everybody's checking up together in their 20s. In the meantime, I have been slowly ripening. Yeah. Slowly becoming the best wow. version of myself. Like a beautiful ah, pomelo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so, man? I mean, obviously, I'm joking about being a home wrecker. <laughs> I would not wreck a home. Yeah. No, but, but that, that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think, like, think we're at the age now when people are beginning to make a lot, like, a lot of queers are beginning to, like, um, make pretty, like, big... Yeah, big decisions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I, and, and a question I had for you about, like, growing older was, like, do you perceive that to be a kind of, like, generation gap between, like, our generation of gays and, like, the young... the youngs coming up into their 20s about now? Isn't it... Isn't there something very interesting that's happening There's something there? very, yeah. very different. So, so uh, l- l- let me so try and illustrate this with a, with a story. So, um... Uh, a couple of weeks back Two or three weeks back I went to Candy Shop One of the candy shop events At Cherry Cherry Disco Can, can you fill me in On what that is And to our five foreign listeners also, So like candy, candy Shop is like a, a, It's a night it? Yeah it's a night It's a, it's a pop-up night uh, They usually have it At Cherry Which is uh, I think um, Right next to Concord Hotel Girl I have no idea What you're talking about But okay Yeah so, so it's, 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 this, it's this night when I was warned that Candy Shop would be very, very young, I'm like, oh, that's fine. I just want to figure out what the space very, is Very, like. very young means what? Uh, w- w- would be inhabited by very young people. Oh. So it's, 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 an, it's a queer night. It's a gay night for very young for very young people. 12 and below. 12 and below. <laughs> uh, Easy link cuts to em- blue. Embryonic. <laughs> embryonic. Embryonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that kind of age. So, uh, so I was warned. I was like, no, sure, sure, sure. Let's just go and see what it's like. I have this distinct image standing at Cherry. Uh, like... Black light, light no, uh, red light, light blue light, light. So you see people dancing, uh, right? This mass of people dancing, and they're all jumping up and down, almost awa awa kind of movements. Mm. And I just stood there with my GNT, you know, just arms crossed, arms crossed, going there. Wow, this is really not me, like. <laughs> this was this was in my head, mm. and but at the same time, I had I had a mix of emotions. I was like. Okay, this is how they dance, you know? Ewa, ewa, jump, jump, up and down. Some even like forming like, you know the train thing? Sometimes they do the train thing in the, the club. The little Congo line. The little Congo line in the club. I'm like, wow, what is this? Some some Eure- Eure- Eurasian wedding, is it? So it's very, it's very interesting. Kermajan <laughs> <Yeah>. bell. <laughs> it's, it's, Kermajan it's, alert. It's really just not... For me. Oh my god, you're such but, a curmudgeon! But I'm happy that they have the space to do this. Because as I looked at them dancing, I saw somewhere how we used to club. We used to club like that. We yeah. were he- we were ratchet as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we would jump up and down, spill drinks here, left, right, center, yeah. sorry, sorry, then like buy more drinks. Yeah. Be very, very gross. It yeah. is it is it's not specific to any generation. <laughs> I think it's always going to be the exuberance 
of youth not n- not quite knowing what to do with oneself in a that space like exactly that. That is exactly it. I remember going to a party recently. It wasn't a it wasn't a queer night, and I saw this group of like the sweetest little babies come into the club, and then they were just dancing in a little circle. Cute, cute. You know, like we used to when you didn't have any sort of confidence That's to just lovely. dance on your own. So you yeah. have to just dance in a little circle. And support, I'm just like me and my circle, friend, uh. me and friend Wish, Wish was there. Hi Wish, right. hi Wish. We just could not stop looking at them the whole night because there was something so endearing about like That's that. cute. Yeah, but then at the same time, it also comes with this kind of like obnoxious. How, uh, how hot are we? Kind of energy. You know? What? It's like girl don't. Try you're still dancing in a circle at the end of the day, you know. What? Nah. That's very yeah, ungenerous. Anyway, anyway, I know. Anyway, basically, I think what I say is like youthful exuberance is always going to be kind of slightly tiring to be around. Next to the youthful, youthful exuberance, right? What we are also displaying is uh, going, having gone through the 20s and coming out on the other side and being full of confidence. Yeah. You know, there th- there is a confidence that we have. It's yes. very is a very yes. different flavor than yeah. theirs. There is is a confidence built on a certain assumption of how relevant they are. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like our confidence, our confidence comes purely. That's from, so hard. Yeah, our our confidence comes purely from pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from scars and it's, pain. It's really scars, lah. Yeah. yeah, it's like actually, it's not confidence. It's like we don't give a fuck anymore. No, I, I really don't. Yeah, yeah. But really, to answer your question head on, I'm very happy to not club with young people ever, ever, ever again because I just don't want to club that way. What What exactly is your nightlife experience? Then? My nightlife experience is as, like, as a geriatric 36 year old. As a geriatric yeah. gay, yeah. my. <laughs> My my nightlife experience <laughs> a Gigi as a Gigi right a Jerry the Great would be would be some dancing you know some light dancing no I le- let me just <laughs> some say light dancing let me just say uh, that I I would really want to go to bars right now where I can actually have a table where I can actually have a table where I can actually have a group of people where I actually know that I can plant myself here and I will be fine I don't want to go to a place where I will have uh, like I will have to like push through a bunch of people then buy a drink then in, uh, in the end just stand in the middle of a dance floor and make uh, like uh, and just and just like stand there huh so you want a table I would rather ha- I would rather I would rather I don't need it but I would rather have a table where I can plant myself but why do you need a table to eat roast chicken eh? no because like table usually got chairs oh so you just <laughs> want to sit down la, basically I want the option <laughs> of sitting down <laughs> I really do the best dance sometimes is chair dance I'm very for this I hard agree On yeah. a good chair dance I'm, Yeah yeah. I, yeah I really some, I just want the option Of sitting down sometimes Okay I I want uh, if, if the place serves food Even better mm. You know Yeah So like a good night Sometimes would be Going to Tantric For example That might be a good night You know Where music is good There's food There's Did good company Did you just say The music is good Yeah <laughs> I think I spoke too fast You spoke too fast <laughs> Clearly you did. No, I mean, the, like the music, the music is serviceable. The music is sometimes. The music okay. is um, it's music. There's always yeah. uh, some random gay movie online. Yes, <laughs> like last time we were there, I think they were playing the Torch, Torch, yeah. Torch song trilogy. They were, they were, which yeah, which very I just good, very to. good, very good movie. Yeah, so yes. no, can yes, be yes, educational. Yes, yes, it can be. <laughs> So this is the type of experience you know, I'm looking like, for. Um, they have actually quite good food at Tantric yeah, as well. They do. We have to shout out the Sotong Ball. We have to. We yeah. have to. But. If I were to point on the best night that I've ever had, oh right, God. in Singapore. Why am I why am I bracing myself? No, it's the baby boy parties. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the baby boy parties, I have to say, is an interesting yeah, yeah, it's space. It's a pretty mixed crowd. Because yeah. it is so mixed. It's it's from baby gays to like geriatric gays yes. and beyond. Um, and it, it we all come together. All rubbing genitals against each other. Correct. And we all come together to just 
I don't know. It, it's an appreciation of the space, the music, the people, mm. and there's something that but you ties know what us is, is all the in. beauty of R and B music. It's the uh, it's the beauty of R and B music. Yeah. Music with a heritage. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's all of that. And I like See, that that's space. The thing. There's something about, for example, like, I think so. That's so why I think that choice of music is so important. And it, yeah, like, it is genera- generationally conditioned, right? So it's like a lot of top 40s music tends to kind of like have a primarily kind of young groundswell, mm. right? But like R&B music, depending on when you start, right? Has like a trajectory that goes all the yeah. way back to the 80s and super, 90s. Super, super far back. To the present. And actually, it also sort of like forms yeah. one big canon, right? It thematically yeah, links up. So I feel like it's you know R and B with Baby Boy for the for context is an R and B hip hop R and B gay hip hop R and B party which I think is so so cool yeah it's so yeah, cool and it's you know I think people primarily go for a few reasons like the slutty dancing yeah. Yeah, so if you're an older gay, you know, and you're not very into the slutty dancing, you can still see some new bow 22-year-old like, uh, slutty dancing somewhere else. Quite nice Correct. to see. Enjoy, enjoy. Uh, then maybe some like uh, old uh, classic 90s R&B bop will come on. Then you can like show your knowledge. Yeah. yeah you can show your subject matter knowledge. You, you can have a lecture. I uh, can lecture. <laughs> can give a lecture performance. Can a lecture performance. Uh, like, uh, this one, when it came out, right, I yeah. was 22 years old like you. Correct. I went to HMV to buy the CD. <laughs> And I spend the whole weekend masturbating to it. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. You can so kind of that experiences yeah. all can come out. Then if intergenerational want, sharing. Correct. You know? Then if you want uh, entertainment, sometimes got drag, drag performances. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. not bad. Not bad. So not bad. There's mm. something about the baby boy party that I absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. adore. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it was also then when like um, I mean, this is gonna sound like a humble brag, and maybe it is right. Like a bunch of young queers came up to me and like, oh my god, Jota, and you're so iconic. In a slightly kind of like subtext, being like you are a queer elder. Kind oh my of. God. Yeah. Wow, you move into canon eh. I'm canonical, <laughs> yeah. I'm a canonical, yeah. But it's also like it's it's I, I felt the dynamic kind of I felt a kind of weird dynamic there mm. where it's like, oh I really am like an elder queer. Truly, I'm a queer elder. People like, look up to people you. People look eh. up to me and it's like why? Mas, mas. Why? Why do you look up to me? Don't no one else. Actually someone came up to me on Grinder today being like, hey Joe, this person oh was my God. 18 years old. 18 ah. 18 It's like Hey Joe I really love your work mm. And then it's like Oh Family Outing My first play Which I wrote in 2011 They said Family Outing Hits different for real I'm just like What does that mean? Mm. So it's like it's The way they Hits they, different from what? Hits different from what? You know Singapore ghost stories Ah uh. <laughs> Or yeah, yeah. Someone like tell me, can, can, comics, can some uh. Gen Z please, some Gen Z kid, please tell me what it means for somebody to hit different, right? For real. I mean, I will say that, that I will say that that makes me think about like what I got, what what are we to do with um the youngs, right? Like yeah. uh, at thirty five, what do you feel about hooking up with? Or being attracted to someone who's in their like early to mid twenties. Mm, like, what what, what kind of age d- gap would you tolerate for? Like, um, it would be very difficult for me, lah. Right. Yeah, for many reasons, but it would be very difficult for me. I would find it a little bit uh, irksome. Irksome. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what that laughter? I I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast before, <laughs> but historically, I have been known to be. Well, not known to be. I have been described against my own will, and I think it's a mischaracterization. So I, w- I have been mischaracterized mm. as being a, ca- a cradle snatcher. Yes, yes. Because like both my partners before my the two relationships I had have both been with like people who are nine years younger than me. Nine but, like, years. I'm not exclusively attracted of to course. younger people, but Just I do. Coincidence. But I do. I do. So like I, I find your curmudgeonly attitude slightly concerning because I do find being, <laughs> I do find like being around a certain kind of like young queer exuberance quite exciting. Yeah, but it yeah. can be very tiring for me, lah. No, we're just different, as you say, we're just different people, and that's fine. Yeah, but like I just 
fear that like okay so for the moment I can still sort of like cosplay as one of them uh. can, like, can. I can like, you can cosplay yeah I can like wolf in sheep's clothing uh. maybe let's good. not maybe let's not use that kind of predatory language <laughs> like no no I'm not I'm not a predator I'm mutton not a predator. in lamb uh, mutton, mutton in, in lamb <laughs> Yeah, I've always lamb. loved that expression. Me too. Like the <laughs> it's actually mutton Rogan Josh that comes to the table, but then the waiter tells you it's lamb Rogan Josh, right? It's like, uh, I can tell. It's quite gamey. <laughs> but it's like, at, at the moment, I can sort of still cosplay as uh, as someone younger. Because like, you know, um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my skincare routine. But like, we, we, the other day I went out and like, when, when I told someone my actual age, they were like, I need to see your IC. I do not believe you're actually what? 35. Like, I could That's have sworn, such a compliment. I could have sworn you were 25. I'm That's just like, beautiful. Like, Girl, just keep saying that. Just keep <laughs> saying that. It's like, you talk to me long Love. enough, like all the all the trauma will come out. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this person is at least 50. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cut her up and count the rings. Yeah, but what's the point I was trying to make? I was trying to say basically that I enjoy being around that. And for the moment, I can still cosplay as one well of them. So I yeah. feel... Yeah, I, I, I still want to hold the door open to potentially oh, dating someone that no, young. But, good I, for you, sis. but I also don't want to. Why? Why are you see in this tension? I know. It's because like my past experiences have taught me that like, you know, no matter how like mature they seem to be, like at a, that life experience does count for something. No, and, it like, really does. Yeah, and age does count for it something, really right? Does. And like in my experience, even hanging out and you know going you know, hanging out in a sexy romantic way with much younger people I do feel like oh actually we're not really like connecting yeah. on that level yeah so maybe yeah. it's your body telling you hey sis do something else what la. is my body telling me oh, your, your body and mind la, telling you hey uh, maybe maybe don't go no to my ups. body is telling me to lie down <laughs> it's my mind that's trying to rouse my body to go okay okay we could go out right. and meet some people today yeah. right 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 so okay la. I mean just keep a white uh, just keep a white net la. yeah yeah just keep a white net no I, I'm just terrified of the day when like they finally clock that I am like, not like yeah. of, I'm not one of them so cannot it's like who's his grandfather dancing <laughs> next to us in the club it's yeah. like uh, can, uh, uncle are you okay do yeah. you forget how to get home? Who bring Akong to the club? <laughs> who brought Akong, who brought Akong, to, the Akong to the club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one wanted to be me. Like, hey, go one mutton smell. <laughs> Kishan, have you ever been called a daddy by Girl. a younger gay? Girl, <laughs> quite recently actually. Oh my god! Someone uh, looked at my picture on Instagram, uh, one of my stories, and then replied to me just the word. Daddy. Oh, yeah. My armpits, my armpits wet already. Your armpits wet already, yeah. yeah I, I feel turned on on your I, behalf. Okay, so that's exactly how I felt. I, 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 I sat in between of this because I am attracted to daddies. Pe- people who, yes, I am attracted. You, yeah, I noticed about you. You are you are drawn, you like daddies. I, yeah. I, I do like older gentlemen and I am I am attracted to older gentlemen or, or people who have who give off older gentleman aura mm. I like that mm. you know I, 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 so I, I do like daddies older gentleman aura aura is it like uh, I think it's uh, some Tom Ford uh. <laughs> <laughs> imperial leather smell imperial yeah. leather smell yeah so I I, I I am attracted to that but to be called daddy yeah the table's girl, that really threw me for a loop mm. I, 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 I at the same time felt very honoured but also felt very like wow start ready yeah yeah yeah, I didn't know how to take it. Has anyone called you daddy? Um, not directly. I've huh? been called king. I have king. been called daddy in relation to you, as in like there's been a photo that I've posted of the two of us, and yeah. someone has said daddies. Really? Yeah. My ex used to make a joke about calling me zaddy. Zaddy. Is, yeah, and this 
um, young twink that I recently went out with like has jokingly called me daddy. Oh my god. I know that the use of the term is low-key ironic, but then there's also like a vast percentage of the of the usage of that word that is unironic. Right. right? Especially like some people really genuinely mean it when they call someone daddy. No, absolutely. What are daddy traits? What are daddy traits? It's like, it's scruff. What? Scruff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, for, for me, it, it's scruff and like being able to hold the room so that confidence, that quiet confidence of owning, that is kind of hot. I always just thought that was constipation. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he so... Why is he so... Why is he so... Why does he have such good posture? <laughs> Maybe yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, but like, I don't think I'm ready to wear that mantle because right. like, I feel I f- I don't know what the fuck is going on. In what my about life. mommy? I don't mind being called mom. Yeah, yeah. I think mom's kind of hard. Well Just done. Don't call me auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the sexual context. Yes. Please don't call me auntie. Yes. And I mean, I don't think I can deal with daddy. I think there's a certain kind of like, um. Dominance that's implied by being there daddy. Is. There's a certain there kind is of dominance like implied in being called daddy, especially in a romantic or sexual context, is that mm. you sort of know your way around. The right, bed. right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. and then I, I feel like I'm nervous about that because like right. I, 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 I don't. Best I, I, I don't want to be. I don't always want to be the leader. Ah, you know. I see. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And I also feel like there's like something kind of like. Obviously, very masculine about the there word. There is, there is obviously yeah. a masculine connotation. It, does it come with an aesthetic? I think daddy comes with an aesthetic. I think right? it does. Yeah, that's just not me, you know. Right, yeah. right. Well, Although I do have to say that, like, I have started like wearing my facial hair, ah. um, like in a way Has that, that prompted in a daddies? way that I didn't used to, and like I quite like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, it looks in, good on you. Yeah, and I never used to. Oh. Yeah, so something about entering my thirties has like made me more comfortable with like things like that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot it's of growing very, older and just being comfortable. Very strange, no, but it's... also they're just like wearing a certain kind of like masculinity that I didn't used to. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it's about. No, that's exciting. Explore it. Yeah, but I don't want to be a daddy. <laughs> Oh my god, no. I'm too soft and gentle to be a daddy. <laughs> you kidding? You I can see maybe. Mm, yeah. Yes. What's the opposite of daddy? Yeah, what do daddies call like so what you Boys. It's just like my boy or so like Daddies call the uh, so the opposite of a daddy is a boy. Oh not I, pick slut faggot like come whore bottom slut. Uh. I think condensed to boy. Boy, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it, got it. Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip, Daddy. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah, so in the spirit of intergenerational exchange, Kishan, do you have anything you'd like to say to the youngs who may, especially the young queers who may be listening to this podcast? I do, la, I do. I have, yeah. two, I have two things. La. Mm. Number one, uh, when you're dance and you hold your drink, right, <laughs> can you please make sure not to spill on anybody? Is <laughs> Is really disgusting. That's number one. Nah. Can so, I just say this why you how old also can still happen? Can okay? you keep quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't spill your drink on other people. Your dance dance properly, okay? Can? That's number one. Okay, okay. Second is, uh, that's it. Enjoy your youth, la. <laughs> Enjoy your youth. Because before you know it, uh, someone will turn around and call you E Akong is here. <laughs> before you know it, you buy yourself recording a podcast with your friend. Correct, with your best friend. And then uh, you go like, when did we become so commercially at Correct. Home? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so you, and just then enjoy, la, enjoy Enjoy what you can Enjoy mm. Mm.
Mm, now it's time for lukewarm takes. Ooh. Where two elder millennials that's us. talk about something that's happening in the world today. <gasps> Ooh, Joe, what's Ooh. happening in the world today? Um, today we are discussing um, the demise of oh, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II. Actually, she was a Christian. She, she was, was very, very Christian. Very much a Christian. Church. She was actually the head of the church. Yeah, Hail church. Correct. Mm, I mean, it's not so much like the fact that she's died as interesting as it is like the entire conversation around Absolutely. it. Absolutely. has just dominated the public yeah. sphere for the past couple of days. Split the universe. Yeah. Like. Split the universe <laughs> like British colonialism once did. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Yes, it really did. I mean, like, I'm clued into it on a few fronts because, like, obviously I have a lot of friends in the UK and That's I've right. been observing the reaction there which has been amazing, especially from the Scots. So, <laughs> what have yeah. you, what have you heard and how do you feel about this? So, I have so many questions. Okay, well, I mean, based on what I've observed, like, there is that very top layer of British society made right. up of primarily very, like, stuffy conservative Tory types mm. who are very... Who, and the, the same types of people who have always had very strong, positive, yeah. royalist feelings. Of course. Who are just like, oh, what a great queen she was. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, like the conservative establishment news media have become totally dominated by nothing but oh tributes my goodness. to the queen. Oh my goodness. And then on the other hand, you have all of like my my friends who are like lefty, queer, people of colour types who are just like jang, jang, jang. shit-talking the queen and British colonialism. Yeah. So on one hand, you have like stuffy, like monarchist types like making a huge public to do about it or the end you have like angry lefty types like shit posting right yeah um so you know it's 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 to it's be expected it's a mix so actually one of the more disturbing things about this because of the media blackout basically that has happened because of the coverage of the queen's death right, right. um like the media has not in fact been reporting the british media has not been reporting like some this really horrific police shooting that happened um shortly before she oh, died oh i heard yeah there was an unarmed black man called chris kaba who was just like I, I don't know the full story but he was just shot in south london on the 5th of september right and like um it, it, it seemed like a case ba- a, a case of kind of like right. people un- take it to un- the streets yeah, right yeah people have taken it to the streets and in protest and like I think Sky News reported that protest as a tribute march for the Queen you are so kidding yeah there's a lot of anger right now um in the UK about the way in which this death is eclipsing all of the, the, no. the all the like incredibly pressing Absolutely. problems facing British um, uh, yeah. British life right now f- including the, the the price of living crisis Absolutely and like the shit show that is the list trust yeah. uh, premiership yeah. and I mean and, and that and like just a, a hundred other things so that, yeah, what, what, have been blacked out from the media yeah, because what, what, what made me like like blew my mind a little bit was that there's like 10 days of ceremony you know yeah. for, for, for like to set to, to sort of mourn her death and also for the extension of, of the next king and yeah. everything, right? And all of this is happening in in the uh, in light of people having to make the, the tough decision this winter to choose between food and gas, between right? food, food and, and gas, yeah, food, food, food and heat, yeah. like keeping their stomachs full, uh, like uh, keeping warm. I think like you're spending so much money on this, yeah. When people are making this difficult decision, what is happening? I mean, it's priorities ba- basi- are basically askew. it is like the purest manifestation of like these flashpoints in British society now about the this roiling tension 
uh, between the haves and the have-nots, right? That the have-nots yeah. being like the vast majority of people in in the country. And I don't know, it's just like, you know, watching all the ceremony and like people, uh, on one hand, people like with with deep like royalist feelings kind of like feeling very moved by yeah. the, the 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 ceremony of it and the tradition of it right on one hand yeah okay fine but it also puts me in mind of how like fucking primal and medieval this whole thing feels yeah. like it really feels very like out of touch. if you just like reframed it you could basically be talking about the 13th century no, where like absolutely. people are like like dying on the streets of like disease and poverty and like are facing like a harsh winter and then like all right. people can talk about is like the death of a monarch yeah. you know it feels it feels a little bit bizarre and out yeah. touch yet and in, in a way there's something kind of like I guess this is what happens when you are a society that is so like um, enamored of your deep past in mm. a way, right? It comes back to bite you in horrible ways, yeah. right? And like, it, or rather that like these forces, you know, uh, are so deeply entrenched that they come mm. back in these strange haunting ways. They never really go away. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like my, my, my sense of it on like looking at the UK at least. It's yeah. kind of like a really messy, hideous situation right now. It's kind of scary to think about like going back to that place right yeah but anyway like how do you feel about the whole thing you know like both like the pa- right. her passing but then also this whole like conversation which which is not by the way like only happening in the UK I think the no. whole world has been caught up yeah. in like a conversation about yeah. it right I mean let's let's put things into context the, 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 the poor lady was 96 years old walking with a cane could barely function uh, she she was she was given light duties or whatever. The writing was on the wall with her. So when <laughs> I'm just gonna say it, writing was on the wall. We knew that her time was short, and to live 96 years, whether you're the queen or whatever, is amazing. Yeah. Okay, 96 years is amazing. I mean, some Greek auntie yeah. lives pro- is probably living to 110 True. at some point some because all she does is Japanese drink lady, oil. Yeah. some Japanese lady, lady who like grows her own carrots is probably living to 200 <laughs> as we correct, speak correct. Right? Yeah. but 96 in my yeah, books yeah. is not bad yeah, yeah. it's not bad everyday eat beef wellington 96 not bad uh, huh? Huh? Very good. I, I hear she was partial to a dry martini every was night. she? yeah just like me that's amazing am I in fact the, the queen? queen? yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe get to know see whether you live to 96 but like I said the writing was on the wall with her and what got me was that people got shocked that she died. People were like, huh? Oh no, she's no longer with us. So sad, so sad, so sad. It reminded me of when Lee Kuan Yew passed and how everyone was so shocked. And for me, it's like, people already, oh, people die. And I know this sounds very ungenerous and it sounds almost practical to the point of I maybe need to shut up. But I'm just going to say it. When people are old, people die. And I think that's normal. So... <laughs> Maybe we need to be reminded, lah. Yeah, it's like we just need to be reminded, like um, a gentle reminder, yeah, casual reminder that uh, old people die. Old people die, lah. Yeah. So, uh, so this this excessive outpouring of grief and almost like 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 people couldn't believe it. This bewilderment, right? I'm like, calm down. That to me was really irritating. And what took the cake was this stupid double rainbow bullshit. What double rainbow bullshit? So like. Someone said like, oh, uh, when the queen uh, when the queen died, the double rainbow came outside of... Uh, the double rainbow presented itself in the sky. Oh, I love uh, that uh, the uh, rainbow Buckingham. has agency and presents itself. Yeah, I'm like, like, hey girls. What are you talking about? London is always raining. Sure, got double rainbow obviously, at some point. Obviously, one. it's the rainbow bridge that's taking her to Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why did, why did I think of that, right? I mean, they were all descended from the Norse, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So I, I hate it when there's excessive outpouring of emotion. When things are very clearly going to go this way anyway. And I don't like when people make use of weird 
unrelated things to add on to the to the excessive I mean, emotion of things. Slightly play devil's advocate here. It's not that this is an ordinary person who died. So like sure. a lot of the conversation about the queen, especially from the more like kind of conservative monarchist side. In fact, a lot of like in fact PM Lee PM Lee, I think, in his like condolence message or tribute message said something to the effect of how um she was the very soul of the British people. Yeah. And that she was the, she was the very foundation on which modern British society was built. Wow. Questionable sentiments all. But you know, there there is a kind of sense yeah. that she corporeally yeah. embodied something quite um, intangible mm. about Britishness. Yeah. Fundamentally British. I mean, it's the same thing with Lee Kuan Yew, right? It's like a lot of people sort of saw in him this embodiment of like the Singapore story, right. yeah. uh, the myth of Singapore. So, you know, I feel like a lot of what's happening are, is this kind of mythic projection onto a person. Right. Uh, because they, they are because these people are symbolic of something, yeah. right? So all of this yeah, excess, all of this excess, uh, I you can sort of understand on that level, sure. perhaps. And then on some other level also, I mean with her specifically, it's also because she's been around so for so fucking long. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's like it's 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 like she's a she was a fixture. No, she really yeah, was, I mean, yeah. I mean I I I I I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I too find the whole thing like no, I, deeply irritating. I but can also, totally see but that. It's, it's just like, a personal thing. Yeah, but it's like also it was entirely to be expected. People yeah. love making a to do out of these. Of things. course, yeah, of because course. it is like these moments are historic. But to do all of this, to be so excessive in your grief and to be so excessive in the ceremony, in the context of what we are going through right now, yeah, feels very very lost. You know, and yeah. I feel like what are you what are you trying to do? Can we look at the everyday people? Yeah, but. I mean, it, but, yeah, it feels very weird But in a way Institutions like The British monarchy Are built precisely On this kind of Like absurd adherence To yeah. centuries long tradition It is absurd And, and in yeah. fact It's like The only way It can justify itself And its access to keep Is on precisely doing, to do to more keep on of doing, it yes. right? It's like If they were to back away From like an expensive yeah. 10 day morning period And funeral It would be like yeah. You know It would be an admission of defeat Yeah It would shoot itself <laughs> in its foot No absolutely yeah. right I think what One interesting strand That's come up is that in the wake of her death, obviously there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of uh, shit posting, like I said, right? Oh, yeah. People being very um, kind of vocal about the queen, um, about the monarchy, yeah. the the kind of like in inequalities that are bound up in yeah. in the British monarchy. Some but quite then, vitriolic, eh? Yeah, <laughs> equally also. Um, a lot of post-colonial chatter, yeah. right? A lot of like uh, anti-colonial chatter has come up as mm, well, right? People mm. from people from colonized countries, formerly formerly colonized countries, you know, pointing out all manner of like um, colonial atrocity uh, committed, you know, in 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 a large part under her reign, yeah, right. Uh, and you know, it's not hard to think about Singapore in that context because, like, uh, in the fifties, she was like the reigning she was. monarch, and she was once our head of state, yeah. Um, and so, you know, like there's been a lot of chatter here as well about kind of like the injustices of empire mm. and how she was literally an embodiment of that. Yeah. Uh, and so every time a figure like this dies, there will, you know, when, when Thatcher died, when mm. Lee you died, and yeah. now when the Queen died, there will always be this kind of like um, polemical conversation Definitely. about both like the, the kind of like love for the person on a kind of con- the conservative love of the person and what they represented, but then also kind of like their checkered um, past. No, absolutely. And, and, and the kind of deeply problematic things that they represent. And I think, so that's to be 
expected and yeah. it's par for the course. Yeah. What's happening in the UK now that's quite interesting is that like this, uh, as it did with Lee Kuan Yew in fact, right, that there's a lot of kind of like conservative backlash, mm. reactionary backlash against precisely people who are trying to speak up about these more like um, checkered aspects of the Queen's yeah. uh, role. People are saying you shouldn't talk yeah, about this. It's, now. Like, it's not dead. decorous. It's, yeah, it's not, not polite. Right it's not do. right. It's not respectful to yeah. do this right now. Someone has died. Right. And it remind it, it definitely puts me in mind of like what happened when Lee Kuan Yew died as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, like when Lee Kuan Yew died, uh, we only remember the good bits. Yeah. But, and whenever, and when people, such as myself, you know, yeah. like, I was, at, I was totally cancelled. Yeah. For writing this post where I pointed out, you know, um, you know, all the horrible things that he had done under his rule, right? Yeah. Uh, many of them unresolved. And then like, I, I got cancelled from, from the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My mum, my mum was angry with me. Yeah. I remember this. You know? Yeah. And so there is always going to be this kind of like tension between a certain kind of like ceremonial decorum. Yeah. And, uh, and criticism and there will always be people who are going to say now's not the time right. and then the response to that will be like when, when is the time yeah. and also you are literally you the white establishment are telling formerly colonized pe- colonized peoples mm. how to react to yeah. the death of their former colonizer exactly so there's a lot of that kind of like yeah. the, uh this kind of tension it's trauma yeah. just get digging deeper I feel a little yeah. bit yeah how do you but, feel about all but, that? but just just to play devil's yeah. advocate uh, against against people who who are saying all these uh, anti-colonial things, right? Um, sometimes I feel that she is just one person in this entire establishment. Yes, a lot of horrific things happened un- uh, during her reign. And yes, because she was head of establishment, she could have done something to stop all of this, but maybe she didn't. But she is just one, possibly even minor player in this entire machinery. And I wonder if sometimes she she is caught in the structures of it that maybe she couldn't have done anything that dignity and decorum of how she should be as queen was was how it's the only way that she knew what to do who she could be you know and so 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 it became a little bit difficult for her to act even if even if maybe she wanted to and i i hate to reference the crown as any sort of historical yeah. historical evidence that we should use but even in that we did see there was tension in trying to be a person versus be a queen Right, you know, so it, I, 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 I'm not saying that I have hundred percent sympathy for, for her, but I'm just thinking possibly could she be trapped in the establishment herself? Yeah, yeah. I think two thoughts here, right? One, I'm just loving all the crown memes that are huh? up here. It's just like really? an entire demographic of people who only know about the queen through the crown, yeah, and are now just like acting as if like uh they know the most. Yeah, correct. Yeah, her love friend, that. Her love friend. that for them. <laughs> love that for them. It's like yes, like fictionalized, <laughs> like dramatized historical fiction. Absolutely, is your source great? <laughs> I think though to go back to the earlier point I was making about how these people, like, are like a symbolic economy unto themselves, right? Mm. I think like it's impossible not to point to her in a way because of everything that she holds in herself. And like in in you know like there's a that I saw a a, a a post going around that was quite powerful about the queen mm. in her full uh, regalia, right? And you can you know someone had made a a, a post about how this crown jewel was stolen from India. The, yeah, I the saw jewel that one, and her yeah. scepter was stolen from this here, place, here, that yeah, place, that place, place. Yeah, I mean stolen or acquired from or whatever. But like there was something. There's something about the physical embodiment of this person that you know in during colonial times by colonial logic like 
she was the embodiment of British Empire. Yeah. Right, and then even even though like uh, empire has uh, the empire has been dissolved and turned into this kind of nebulous commonwealth, and, mm. and I mean just a gentle reminder that she the British monarch remains the uh, the head of state in Australia, right? So mm. there are all of these kind of like lingering tendrils that still exist. Yeah. I still I still I, I think that there's some there's some validity there in pointing to her specifically as a kind of embodiment of all of those all of those energies. Mm. Yeah. Um. In 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 the same way, and in a way, I feel like. When you are someone who lives with that much power, influence, and wealth and privilege, obviously, you you are somehow not given the same rights to a private death. Yeah, than agreed. other people, right? Yeah, that and, it, and I feel your life has been so public already. Yeah, yeah. and you, so in a way, like there is there is not to be an expectation of like decorum mm. around your death because of all the things that you've represented. And I feel this very strongly about like Lee Kuan Yew, for example, right? When he died, precisely this conversation came up about how we need to be decorous, um, yeah. we need to be respectful of to remember the good, remember the, the good. I mean, like the the and and also like remember what he means to a certain generation. Yeah, which you know, I think that was the most important and valid point. Mm. Everything else I sort of disregarded at the time because it was just like no, he has, he he ha- he wielded so much power in his life. Mm. As, as did she. Why why should I watch my tongue in this moment? He never, yeah. you know, he he, he he never did. I can see that, yeah, yeah for she, sure. So yeah, it's, it's a complicated yeah. kind of like pickle. Yeah. So, so there's some stories going around that are quite disturbing coming out from the UK about how people holding up signs of protest at um, these public proclamations of the new king, uh, signs that read, not my king, for example. Not my or, king. Or abolish the monarchy or whatever. Yeah. Are being arrested by the Metropolitan Police. What? Yeah, so there's a kind of like uh, reactionary backlash against people who are speaking out against monarchy. So to control the messaging that's going out, or control how the message or, is being... But yeah, but they are being arrested under like disruption to public order or whatever. Really? But there's something very disturbing that about this. It is disturbing. Yeah, there's something very, very disturbing about... Oh, my. Yes. At times like this, like you forget that like we haven't seen a royal handover in seventy years. No, right? this so is all new. Actually, like what is coming to the fore is actually like the UK's true at the at the, the at, at the establishment level. Its true kind of love of monarchy is now being like put on display, really? yeah. and it's kind of like creepy. Uh, you know, it's very creepy to me that in like the twenty first in the twenty first century, we are still hearing things like "God save the king," yeah, "God and country," yeah. You know, it's like there's something so deeply regressive, very about archaic, all this and archaic about this that's being taken quite seriously, and now having these sort of like almost fascist manifestations, yeah, on the street. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like oh, okay, uh, now worrying. Uh. It was not worrying, but it's just like oh. Like we we you know we we have this illusion living in modern society that we really progress past these very kind of like yeah. feudal or primal kind of but like but to see desires. like the fanfare in your face yeah like, like, actually think know that less. is like I think there is still a substantial like yeah. d- uh, desire in some people <laughs> to be like ruled I guess in this the, way the fairy tale yeah. aspect of it like people are very yeah. very enamored by I the by so, the fairy tale aspect of it by power and I think of this every time like you go to some government event here. And it's like you know a huge to do about the Bougainvillea arrangement before yeah. the minister arrives, True. and then the minister arrives to great fanfare. It's like, do we see it here too? Like, 
At this, some level, yeah, yes. this love affair with like power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's definitely not healthy, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, why we have this relationship, like this reverence. I don't know. Maybe we are all just like sub bottoms. We, ha- we, we just ha- really love happy being to be subjugated. By, yeah, subjugated yeah. by our like daddies in power. Yes, right? daddy. We just want to be choked. <laughs> yes, daddy. Just choke me. Choke me, daddy. Choke me, daddy. <laughs> So what do you think about like um, King Charles III? I don't know. I'm always suspicious of men in power. Mm. So like I, I'm really, I really am. So w- when it, when when the new person taking the reins is now a king, I'm like, oh, I, I remember thinking to myself, I wish you were a queen. I wish you were a woman. Yeah. I I I, I don't know. I, I just feel that a woman could potentially have a little bit more foresight or would have a little bit more balanced point of view. But hey, she could girl boss the, the hell out of the whole thing. I don't know. Girl, but wrong <laughs> answer. The monarchy just needs to be abolished. Sure, sure. I'm it, with you on that. Yeah, yeah, the Scots and the Irish have it here. Oh my yeah. god. Irish Twitter was Irish Twitter. fucking on really? fire. Really? Which, I, did, I saw this video going around of an entire stadium full of like Irish people just screaming, Liz is dead! Liz <laughs> oh is my dead. god! Yeah. Oh. yeah, and then the Scots like, uh, when <laughs> in Edinburgh or Glasgow, I can't remember when like the the announcement of the new king was made. Like there were boos heard. Oh I was like, goodness. yes, yes. Like <laughs> obviously the deep colonial legacies. Yeah, in yeah, both yeah, these yeah, places, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Just you know, and then actually maybe think about the, the response in Singapore. Yeah. Have you have, have you seen like a lot of the responses no. are very like I saw some very cringe responses like on like some 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 meme pages. Right? Yeah. So one of them went like, you know. All you people talking about British colonialism as if it was a bad thing. If the British had never colonized Singapore, we would never have fought for our independence, right? I got to see this before. Right? We would what? never have fought for our independence and then we would never have what? become successful, right? That level yeah. of wow, yeah, delusion. Yeah. It's like so that is like some random idiot on the internet, right? That but then like Jameis Lim from the Workers' Party himself, I think hi, yesterday James. or today. Also, hi, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Big daddy. daddy energy right no, there. No, actually, side note here. I think in Singapore, the what is sexier than daddy is Goko. <laughs> trash bell, trash bell. We're trash. I don't trash agree, up. but no, I think I ra- you live your truth. I'd much rather be choked by a Goko than a daddy. Disagree, but choke me Goko. You! Anyway, yeah, Goko James Slim. Mm, uh, daddy James Slim. this kind of like, you know, like attempting to be balanced, but then fundamentally saying things like literally uses the word like fishing village in his post in his oh, tribute no. post to the Queen, where he goes like, "Oh yeah, British colonialism like gave us like um, missionary education, gave us like uh, British wow. investment, gave us the kind of like fiscal um, jab that we needed to kind of build our infrastructure, all that blah 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 blah." So there's this kind of like, and it makes make, put me in mind a lot about how like. Cozy with our imperial past, yeah. Singapore, we've well, really our colonial come, past. Sorry, we've really Singapore come is. to terms with yeah, it in ways that maybe uh, we shouldn't. We fully digested yeah, it. Maybe right? we shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's always very tricky because, like, when you use like progress and modernity and like success as, as a kind like of Marcus, metric, yeah. like it, it, you know, it becomes very cloudy, right? Yeah. But then you, in, and I think with Singapore, it's very tempting to think that the colonial experience was perhaps less violent than in other places. But mm. then, like, actually, what are the... How, viol- how yeah. actually how, violent how, was How that? do you compare? Also, how, la, yeah, yeah, cannot lie. Also, how do you hold space for, like, spiritual violence? Yes, or exactly violences, that. Violences that happen, you know, to that things like language. Yeah. yeah, or, like, le- violence that happens in the intangible. Yeah, exactly. Even if you want to kind of say that, like, the, the experience of colonialism here wasn't brutal, it's like we were a conduit for brutalities that elsewhere, happened elsewhere, yeah. right? And that does that implicate our wealth, in a way? Yeah. That's right. And then yeah. also it was very hard reading that from James Lim because 
as a member of the Workers' Party, which was founded by David Marshall, mm. who was like, you know, a major anti-colonial yeah. figure, right? You know, like I, I, well, I, I just keep thinking like, how would David Marshall move, feel? La. Yeah, things move yeah. obviously and become distorted. We can't hold what James Lim said. I, based on but David I just Marshall don't understand also. why James Lim would want to, 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 you know, what, what, what is in it for him to write this kind of like. You know, it wasn't entirely glowing, obviously. It was was it not a very centrist point of view? Yeah, very centrist, ultimately. Okay, long. Yeah, there but we that's, go. that's the workers' party there we for go. you, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Disappointing. <laughs> Disappointing. Daddy Jemmer. Where, where is the anti-colonial, radical Marxist left wing in Singapore? Where are they? Where are they? I think all at Tentric. <laughs> All right, it's time for Bite Size Science. Wow. It's the segment in which our resident science expert, Kishin Kumar Singh, gives us some bite sized science to help us cope with 21st century living. Mm, wow. So, what bite sized science do we have today? Long time now, say already. Very long time. Everybody hungry now. Are you hungry for your bite sized yeah. your, your canopies? Your canopies. Yeah, some this, science canopies. This one, today, very short canopy. Today, mm. it's very small. Really, mm. very bite sized. Like a moose bush. Very bite sized. And, and also got this sound. <laughs> ever make that sound so again. So today oh. we're going to talk about misophonia. Oh. So since I know you, you suffer from misophonia. Yeah, because of course I suffer from misophonia. Yeah. You suffer from all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> I also have the, the, the what, the, the, the chica-chica-phobia, the one where they can't stand the holes one. Oh, Trick the, to chica-chica-phobia. Oh, that creeps yeah. me out also. I can't, I can't look at lotus pots. It's like, like, it really freaks yeah. me out. When, when I look at my life, I basically think that I am evolutionarily unfit. <laughs> That my genes should not be passed on. Lucky you were gay. Lucky I gay. <laughs> <laughs> to all the conservatives huh? out there who hang uh, on, like actually, yeah, sister gay yeah, la. you don't want you yeah. don't want my you sperm want in the genes. You don't want you don't my want sperm in the genes in the pool, pool yeah. <laughs> Okay, so misophonia what is misophonia, Kishin. Actually, misophonia is the intense dislike of certain sounds. Yeah, individuals with misophonia often uh, report that they're triggered by oral sounds. So, and 80% of, of people who have been uh, surveyed, right, say that the noise when someone makes when they eat, breathe, or even chew is the is the number one trigger for them. So, I actually want to ask you, because I don't suffer from misophonia, really. I'm, I have no problems with someone chewing loudly. I get irritated because I go like, this is not a, a this is not a well-bred person. <laughs> That what that's what goes through my head. Also, oh, for you, it's class, la. For for me, it's class, <laughs> For me, it's class. But for you, it's a real intensity. Like, can you describe to me what what happens? Well, I'll give you an example. When I was um traveling with a friend uh years ago, just the two of us, we ended up at this small little restaurant where the table between us was maybe about an uh, arm and a half length. Right. And that's when I realized to my dismay that he was a mouth chewer. As opposed to what? No, okay. What I meant obviously was that he chewed with his mouth open. Right. Like and then, so it was a yakitori restaurant. Right, right, right. Oh, very close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very close. And I was so disturbed. I actually felt an irrational rage and I wanted to take a yakitori, yakitori stick and skewer his eye with it. Wow, so you felt I like wanted to rage. murder him. That is yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. So you felt rage. Yeah, I felt rage. I felt very uncomfortable. Right. And I, I felt angry. Is yeah. there duration associated with, with when you feel this emotion? Like how how long after do you feel like is it in- immediately? No, the minute it stops, I'm fine. The minute it oh, stops. Oh, as in the minute I hear it? Yeah. yeah, the minute I hear it, it sets me off. But the moment yeah. it stops, I'm fine. And yeah. and you no longer feel this rage. Yeah, so it's entirely triggered by the sound. It's entirely yeah. triggered by the sound. So that's 
kinda like what the study finds. Oh, Fasc- fascinating. Okay. Like, like, and we didn't discuss this beforehand, but that's almost exactly what my notes say about misophonia, oh. which is really kind of cool. Because well, there's very little study on misophonia actually, and a lot of bad news associated with it. I'm so sorry, sis. But one study. <laughs> or is it higher chance of getting cancer? <laughs> Part of the course of your life, huh? <laughs> But one study on misophonia and the brain using MRI studies showed that parts of the brain responsible for long-term memories, fear, and other emotions, including anger, were activated when these distressing sounds were heard. So this makes sense because people with misophonia have strong emotional react- uh, reactions when these common sounds are heard. And and uh, yeah, these parts of the brain trigger those emotions. Like, at least you don't feel fear. Some people actually feel fear. Right. Most people report feeling as you does it basic, say anger. Does it basically just activate your body's fight or flight response? No, it it, it sort of co-mingles with the auditory part of your brain and parts of your brain related to uh, emotions, uh, specifically anger. Right. So, so there's this cross-talking between these sounds and these portions of your brain so that when the sounds come in, that part of your brain also gets activated. And there's no reason why it should. It's ju- It just... It just kind of is. Or you know what that sounds like? What? Defect. Uh. Yeah, correct. It's defective. Uh. So it's yeah. quite interesting that you say that. So like, like I said, there's very little research on mm. misophonia, right? There's, there's there's no data on uh, like the epidemiology of it. Like, uh, like uh, how many how many portions of like male or female have it divided by age uh, uh, right, according right, to right. sex, whatever. There's very little data on this. And as of now, it's not classified as a recognized disorder. But, in 2022, earlier this year, a survey of very prominent researchers said that perhaps it should actually be a legitimate mental disorder, and uh, it should go into the the DMV. I think it's called, right. it's this book of um right. of mental disorders that used to to stigmatize uh, that used to pathologize homosexuality, right? That was yeah. uh, used yeah, yeah. to uh, pathologize yeah, homosexuality. Yeah. So pe- people think that it should actually be classified as a real disorder. I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the drama of having a. a yeah, yeah. Having another disorder to my name. It's also linked to anxiety. Oh, there you go. So, so there yeah, you go. all very Joe. I think it, right next to the word misophonia, mm. right, is your face. Yeah, I mean, like it's a miracle at all that I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, like, what kind of sounds did you when you were doing your research, like, are typically associated with misophonia? So, eighty percent of the people surveyed said that uh, chewing sounds or or uh, sounds uh, oral sounds are the ones that made people very uncomfortable and. This is basically it sounds. Do you know what other sounds set me off? The what? sound of fingers scrabbling on felt. Oh my god! So other adverse sounds include keyboard or finger tapping, Ugh. or the sound of windshield wipers, or any sort of repetitive sounds. Yeah. This was sixty uh, percent of the people who 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 took the survey also said this affected them. There's, Shuffling feet. Yeah. This kind of repetitive sound. There's even a, uh, some people who've heard this sound too many times. And a visual, uh, and a visual trigger associated with this sound, the visual trigger becomes the sound for them. And so, when they see the visual trigger, they have misophonic uh, reactions. Ugh. So it's no longer the sound; it's the visual trigger. So, for example, if someone chews beside you and maybe claps their hand, right, con- continually, you might have this Pavlovian response over time that now clapping your hand could oh, lead you to perfect. a mis- yeah, misophonic. Yeah, now, now you know how to fully traumatize me. <laughs> yeah, to truly Just like strap me you. into a chair, 
strap me into a chair. Chew loudly next Chew to you. Chew loudly. Yeah, play Anya. Play Anya. <laughs> and then every time I hear Anya, I will just like yeah. go into a murderous rage. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It's really the beginnings of a serial oh, killer. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So you know how to treat it? How? Nobody knows. <laughs> However, uh, some people say try cognitive behavioral therapy. So basically learning uh, which which is all to do with habits uh to cope with things lah. That, that's what it's about. It's right. learning how, learning what the, the 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 source of your of your pain is, then trying to find ways to cope with it can help lessen the grievances associated with misophonia. I, but there's I, no real treatment. I, I wonder if like for example my deep aversion to the sound of people chewing is on some level tight to some vestigial animal response. You know, maybe like in like I have a genetic ancestor who was this little, like little animal yeah. who was like always like fighting for food, right? And then when you hear other people chewing, it's like someone stolen my food. Yeah, so you get angry. So you get angry. Maybe yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. Or more likely it was like how when I was a child, I was very strictly disciplined oh. um, about closing my mouth when I chewed. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think I, ha- I maybe have a sort of like obsessive, uh, yes, kind of uh, relationship with it. So my ex was yeah. also like that. My ex also I think had misophonia mm. because every time like he would hear chewing, he would get really irritated, mm. and really angry, mm. and like would tell people off. Yeah, like would tell people but off. But I think like, I also just want to say it's very rude to chew with your mouth open. I think it's rude too. It's very rude. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get angry like. The distinguishing factor here is that there is an emotional well, response that is suddenly very escalated. Perhaps you should. Maybe I should. Perhaps la. we should stigmatize chewing loudly. We should. La. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Please, like, have some consideration for like the 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 frail, pathetic, misophonic people around you. We cannot be held responsible <laughs> if we do impale you with a chopstick <laughs> if you chew very loudly. It's beyond our control, because not all of us can afford to spend hundreds of dollars to go for cognitive behavioral, <laughs> behavioral therapy to resolve this issue, okay? We don't want to be stigmatized. Mm. We don't want to be like criminals. Yeah, tolong don't, ah. don't make murderers out of us. Correct. Tolong, tolong. Tolong. Thank you very mm. much. Thanks. Mm. All right, we come to the end of yet another episode. What? Of uh, T42 Wow, this episode felt very fun to do Joe. Was it? It yeah, felt very fun I feel we haven't done like a three-part episode in a while Yeah, yeah. welcome back three-parter yeah. I'm just thinking like now I'm excited to kind of like plan for the rest of this season Oh yeah, my maybe god Maybe now is a good time to ask our dear listeners If you have made That's it to right. this point in the episode If you have any sort of like special Hello. requests Any topics you'd like us to discuss yeah. Any people you'd like us to have on the show Oh my god Any places you'd like us to visit with our mics. Good shot. Yeah, yeah. Just drop us a comment. You know where we should visit? DM. Where should we visit? Hapa Villa. Hey, <gasps> <gasps> I'm not joking. There have been some very interesting underground techno raves happening at Hapa Villa. That recently. sounds Doesn't like sound a bomb. Amazing? That sounds amazing. Like I will go. You go boom chi boom chi. Then I will go. go. Slam. Yeah, they also join like, yeah. boom chi boom chi boom chi. Actually, boom-chi. right, like it's a it's like someone's vision of hell. Like, no, I love it. A bunch of people dancing to techno. I love it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Someone's vision. Maybe we should go to Hopa Villa. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, dear listeners, would you like us to go to Hopa Villa to do an episode? Let us know. Yeah, we could go and review the different levels of hell. Correct. We'll let you like, know. Hot like, takes. Which, 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 <laughs> our hot takes. Like, which one you want to go? Yeah, which, yeah, which, which level of hell is your favorite? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I want to go to the one where the prostitutes are punished. Uh, that really? looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, uh, tell, tell us about it in the comments, dear listeners. Mm. And uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Tea for Two. That's Until right. next time, this has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan. Bye bye.